yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You bet your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow, now is there? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host Eddie Trunk. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk, and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for subscribing and checking it out. As I tell you every week, the interviews you hear on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, which is heard live Monday through Friday, on volume, Sirius XM Channel 106. Show is live 2 to 4 Eastern every day. Nightly re-airs 10 to midnight Eastern. Full shows, interviews, and more anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. If you're only listening to the podcast and you can get Sirius or XM, you are only getting a tiny, tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio. So I hope you come on board and join me on Sirius XM. Uh, we do have an announcement to tell you about, though, and uh, please be sure to check social media and everything for more details on this. This coming Saturday, I'm going to be doing a live show. Well, not live, but we're going to be doing a show from Las Vegas, my second home. And I'm really excited to be doing a big special with Scorpions prior to the start of their residency at the Zappos Theater inside Planet Hollywood. For those that don't know, Scorpions are getting ready to kick off like a four and a half week residency in Vegas, in Planet Hollywood, at this theater. And we are going to be there. Uh, Trunk Nation is going to be there doing a special with the guys that will likely take. Now, at the time I'm doing this open, uh, I don't have all the details, so I apologize. But that's why I'm telling you to check online, check my social media because it's going to take place in the lobby of the Zappos Theater this Saturday, which is the 25th of March. And we would love for you to attend if you happen to be going to see Scorpions and are going to be in Vegas. Actually, it's the 26th. I take that back. This Saturday, March 26th. So if you're going to be going to Scorpions opening night or you're going to be in Vegas this weekend on the 26th, you can come and watch a live recording of Trunk Nation and our latest Vegas invasion with members of the Scorpions and members of their opening act, Skid Row, dropping by. So be sure to come and uh, join us for that. And it's free. Uh, just show up. Hopefully you'll be able to get in. <laughs> You're going to need some kind of ticket, but if there's room work, I'm, I'm just going to tell them let the people in but it's going to probably be roughly four to six p.m it'll be an hour or two before the doors open for the show that night so again keep an eye out for details but a big heads up if you happen to be in vegas this saturday and going to scorpions come out early and watch me and both bands uh doing a special from the lobby prior to the kickoff of their first show as usual info details updates on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and the fan page on Facebook. By the time you hear this, there will be more details released on this. So go to those places, and I'll let you know how you exactly get in and the exact time for this Saturday's big special with the guys. Okay, so I wanted to get that out there to you guys at the top. Now, speaking of Vegas, this show you're about to hear on the podcast this week actually took place in my Vegas home studio a few months ago i have become friends with the comedian carrot top i've been hearing about and seeing carrot top for decades but i never had the opportunity to actually go see a show and ever since i've had a place in vegas i went out to see a show and i was floored at how great it is how rock and roll it is how funny it is and in the time uh, that i saw his show i've taken many others to his show and seen it many times since and loved it every time. And everybody I bring says the same thing. How did I not ever see this guy? Or how did I not go to this in the past when I went to Vegas? 
Um, he's a huge rock fan. He's a huge music fan. There's tons of rock references in his show. His show is really like a mini rock concert, and especially the ending of it. And he's a funny guy with a huge long history in Vegas and in comedy and entertaining in general. Real good guy, too. And uh, it's so funny because for years he was trying to reach me to come to his show and meet me. And I never had the opportunity to do it. And then, of course, when I finally did, uh, we become buds. And I've been to many of his shows and hung with him a little bit backstage. He's got a really cool, very rock and roll themed dressing room. So, again, I can't recommend going to see him more highly if you go to Vegas. It's a great show. You'll laugh your ass off, and there's a ton of rock and roll stuff in it. And I almost forgot that, you know, he came by and did my radio show a couple months ago, and I never posted it as a podcast. And he tells a hysterical story about uh, going to meet up with Roger Taylor of Queen in England and a lot of other great stuff in here as well. So I thought something a little different for you. A rock and roll comedian, a funny guy. I think you're going to enjoy some of the stories. Carrot Top on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Coming up. (laughs) I just looked at this guy and I laughed because he looks like he's been through it a little bit. How are you, man? Good. I just got pulled over on the way in. What's going on? I did, What'd you I, do? I missed your, the road you're on and did a U-turn uh, at Rose uh, Parkway. And ooh, I didn't see it. There was no one out there. And the nearest car was like, you know, downtown. And I U-turned and I'm just, then I found the road. And then I was on, there's a truck coming behind me with sirens. So he pulled me over. I said, I haven't had a ticket since 1986. He said, really? I said, yeah, 1986. He goes, well, just think 2021 is your first. Welcome back. Oh. And I was like, no, why'd you Did do that? Did he really do that yeah, to you? Well then, he, well, then he went back to the car for, you know, 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, it's just ridiculous. And then he comes out and he goes, all right, it's a warning. Oh, that's all right. So that, I said, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm just cool. Now, let me ask you this. You're, you're, I had my carrot top jacket I was going to ask so maybe... you this, because <laughs> your, your billboards are up all over town right. with your face on yeah. them for your show here right, in Vegas. Right. So if you're going to get pulled over, get pulled over in town, we have billboards. Do you, right. Does the guy, mm-hmm. did the cop recognize you? Well, at first, I don't know, because he just said, uh, you know, he said, you know what you, you did was pretty illegal. I said, yeah, I do. I'm late for a radio interview. And he said, oh, well, you're going to be later. I said, okay. <laughs> And then, uh, then he came back with the warning. I said, "Don't I give you warning, but don't talk about, bad of me on the radio." <laughs> so I said, "I won't." God bless you for you know, <laughs> yeah. So. so you don't drop the. Uh, hey. I drive like I haven't had no, I haven't had an accident, or a ticket, or anything. Since no, no, no. But I'm saying like you. Oh, don't, I don't drop the. Carrot you don't top, drop no. the. No, um, I happen to have a carrot top sweater, and he might have noticed that. Um, but because a lot of people are always be like, oh, oh, geez, you are carrot. Like, you know what I mean? They, they don't at, at first. It would be great if your license said carrot top yeah, on no, it. Yeah, it would be horrible. <laughs> it just help you out a little bit, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, right? Like, you, just, you know, that's a weird thing because, like, you, you, of course, if you can get the break and not get the ticket, right. you want to do that, it. Yeah, right. But you don't want to be too aggressive yeah, right, and be right. dickish yeah, about, no. like, hey, look at me. Uh, yeah, I'm no, carrot top. I never do that. Even at restaurants, like, you know, we have an hour wait. I'm like, what if, what if I'm carrot top? It's a two hour wait. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't so I try not to use that card often. Well, Hopefully you, they recognize me and say, we'll get you in. You know? Right. Well, good to see you, man. Me too. This is weird. It's kind of weird because I listen, as you probably knew before I met you, I, I, I listen to your show. I mean, like all the time I listen to it. Um, and it's kind of like weird sitting in front of you, hearing your voice doing it. Pretty well, cool. I said that to people and I, I was telling people for a while that uh, you and I have a bunch of mutual friends and you're a big rock fan. Yeah. And I appreciate that you listen. And, uh, I was coming here a lot when the place we're in right now, when I was buying this, because when I bought this, it was a frame. I mean, it was right, sure. here and I, I'd come into town a lot to deal with this and I would get texts from you like, you know, let's, let's do this, come yeah. to the show. And I'm like, I'm in and out. And I yeah. said, but when I'm there and I'm actually set up, I'm having you on, we're going to do this. Yes, and then I came to your show, right. which was just a few months ago with my family. Yeah which remarkably was the first time I ever saw you live. Oh, wow. I was blown away by your live show. Seriously. I loved what you did. And then, and then we've been in touch ever since. And I'm like, you got to come out and, and you now, now I know you've had a lot of great moments in TV and movies and what have you in your amazing career, but you carrot top are the first ever in-person guest in my place. Oh, here nice. in Vegas. Oh, good. This what a distinction. Cool. Yeah. You know how the rock and rollers and then you have me. That's great. You're the first, the first one, to sit yeah. here in this place and, and do Paul this. Paul Shortino or a rock and roll guy, just me. <laughs> oh. And that's what's so funny that I knew when I would listen to your show. I knew you would love my show only because of all the rock act, music aspects of it. So 
there's certain people I go, you know, if I, I said, I bet he would like my show. Like, there's just certain people that I know would, 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 get, would appreciate it because they're like, wow, all the, all the rock and all the music and all the stuff because it seems kind of like a rock show. Well, as soon as I sat down in the theater and you're, you just celebrated, what was it, your 16th year? 16th year at the Luxor. 16th year at the Luxor. How long have you been doing it in Vegas? Uh, 26. Oh, my gosh. Or 27, actually, including Bally's. So, yeah, 27 years. So you've been working Vegas for 27 years and 16 in the same venue. Has right. anybody else ever had a run that long in the same venue? Um, I th- you know, there's been talk about that with Penn and & Teller and uh, David Copperfield or something. I'm not sure Copperfield had the same one, but he's been here for a bit, too. Those, those are the two that I can think, think offhand. See, you know, I knew... But I don't, I don't count Penn & Teller because there's two of them. <laughs> I, you know, I, have to do, I have to do all the work myself. It's true. Hmm. But and I knew... he doesn't talk, so, you know. Right. One doesn't talk, so that doesn't count. I knew immediately that, that you were a rock guy because even before your show started, when I sat down in the right. seat, your, your logo is there oh, right. in the Aerosmith font. Right, 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 right. That's a funny story, too. So I went to see Aerosmith, and I've always, I, I've always loved... You know, my logos and rock and roll bands and all that. And I, and I thought, uh, they're coming to the show. So I said, hey, let's make... I was, I was actually dreaming. I was, I was dreaming of the Aerosmith logo where there were carrots. Instead of the wings, there were carrots. <laughs> so I literally got up in the middle of the morning and I started drawing like wings that fit carrots. So I actually got carrot and I, and I sent it to my artist. And he said, wow, that's cool. The, the wings are carrots. And then all the green underneath. So the top spelled out the Aerosmith and put carrots. So... It came together like unbelievably perfect, and then Aerosmith comes to the show, and I'm, you know, shitting bullets. I'm thinking they're gonna they're gonna die when they see what's the different logo. They're gonna die when they see this. I mean, they're gonna love it. They're gonna hate it. Who came from the band? Who um, was there? Uh, Brad Whitford. Yeah. And uh, then then they all got him. That once Brad went back, and everybody else in the band wanted him, so everybody got ho- hoodies. But oh, the, so you Aerosmith, oh so you made merch like that? But I didn't do it to sell. I did it just to 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 right. to, 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 to um for our crew, right, and whatnot. And then. They were such a big hit. I asked permission once they had them on themselves. I said, "Could I sell these?" And they said, "Yeah, man, go for it." So I got permission from Aerosmith to do the, well, that, that's the hoodies. Big. They all loved. Yeah, they all loved him. When I saw him at the band, they're like, "Hey, man, I like the hoodies, thanks, man." That's big though, because bands are super protective oh, yeah, of their super, logos. Yeah, yeah. So for them to the, let you do that, yeah, that's Motley, awesome. we did that with Motley too. We did a a, a, a carrot crew. With the two dots, you know, it's a carrot crew. <laughs> and the same thing, they came to the, the show, and you're like, oh, what? They're going to do, again, what's going to happen? And they're like, D- we didn't make those because they're just for the crew. But uh, they loved them. You know, Nikki Six was like, I got to have one of those, you know, who went crazy. So, uh, and Vince has been a friend forever. He came. I do a part of the show where I, where I, where I do the shout, shout, shout at the devil. And so, um, I think one night was my birthday night or something. It surprised me. I'm sitting doing the stupid boom, boom, shout, boom, boom, shout. And uh, the crowd is going, it seems a little bit more, they're like screaming, like, like they really like this song tonight. They don't ever scream. As I look behind me, Vince is, is standing behind the, my, my trunks, shout, shout. <laughs> and the whole crowd's like, Vince now. So it, that added a cool element to the show that night, you know, actually having Motley Crue in the, in the show doing the bit. So. You know, so so watching your show, it's there, there's so much going on because it just keeps moving, yeah. and there's a lot of props, and there's there's just so. But it seems like it's topical, so it seems like to me you're always evolving it because when I speaking of Vince, so I hosted a show that Vince played with his solo band in Tennessee, right? Um, which was uh, a couple months ago. Not that long. I follow you on the you know. Right. So I was I was there, and uh, that's the show that Vince. Fell, fell off the, the stage, stage and hurt his ribs and then you had sent me a yeah, video yeah, clip because yeah, yeah, yeah. you had it right in the show that, that night that night yeah and so, you had said now you something jumped out at me when you when you set the when i watched the video and you set it up because you said in the clip you you said uh you know it's really hard to make fun of people who are friends right. but i got to do it and right. you do the bit yeah. about him so so do you is that a tough thing for you to do like and do most of the artists Roll well, with that. Well, yeah, especially if they're well, if they're close friends like that, and the fact that he wasn't, uh, I mean, he did injure himself. So if it was something, right. if it was something really bad, I wouldn't have made a joke. There's certain, there's certain lines in comedy, you know, that are funny and not funny. Um, at least that's how I feel. A lot of comics just break, break that barrier. But um, he was he was okay, and and so that, but so yeah, the joke was, I, you know, I hate making fun of people, especially if they're friends. But you know, I looked up Vince Neil falling, he fell off the stage, and so I said, so I looked it up to investigate it, and there was nine clips. Not nine different angles of the fall, nine different 
falls. And then it gets a big laugh. I said, yeah, so you can't feel too bad. This is the ninth time he's fallen off the stage. <laughs> like, how many times have I fallen off the stage, guys? Zero. How do you, not do you do it nine times, right? And then I said, and, and son, he, he broke a barbecue rib, but other than that, he's okay. Kind of a little dig. So then do you hear from him after that? Or uh, well, no? I, I, well, I sent it to him. I never heard back that I, but I, that's when you start thinking, oh, he didn't think it was funny. But then he, then he texted me over Thanksgiving, guess what? Maybe he just didn't see the clip, or maybe he just didn't respond to it, but right, right. he got back to me. Yeah, that was a, an event called Monsters on the Mountain that I was one of the hosts of, and, and I, was, I actually had left. I had to walk out, so I didn't see that happen when, when that happened to Vince, when he, he fell off. But th- think, thinking of that, you know, your show being so visual, yeah. you're all over the place. You're working props. You're doing all this stuff. You've got smoke coming. You've got all these things going on. Have you ever had any oh, yeah. slip-ups on stage? Yeah, sure, a lot of times. I, haven't ever, I, don't, I don't think I've ever actually gone off. Well, I was blown off the stage. I was doing a state fair, and I had this huge backpack. I mean, the size of this room, right? It's the size of a car. And... I'd strap in it and it would, I would, it would be in my back. And there was all kinds of stupid jokes like, it's my hate mail or it's whatever. <laughs> At the time, this is the, the Chad, the, you know, the count the election. I was, these are the Chads. And um, I would always have a current joke for what's in my backpack. And then this wind came, we're outside of the venue at a fair, and this wind was whipping, whipping. I put the backpack on and it literally launched me. I mean, just went, what the? And I just went right off the stage, but I was on the backpack. But the whole crowd, you know, of course, thinks it's part of the show. And I'm like, no, I'm laying in the middle of a cornfield with a big backpack on. Um, but there's things that happen in the dark, too. That last part of the show, it's all in the dark, all the rock and roll stuff at the end. Um, and we have the glow tape as much as you can, so you know you're not going to run off the stage. But uh, the angles sometimes, we just came off the road, so the angles on the, uh, the road shows are different than the ones here you know i know exactly where i'm going to go every night in the dark there right you've been on that stage 16 years so we get right so we go on the road and it was like the 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 rises were i know i'd hit the you know come off almost break my back kind of um and then trying to get off the stage the first show last week there there wasn't a glow tape to get the the arrow to where i'm going and when when it went blackout it was the most blackout i've ever seen right i'm standing like oh my god i'm literally just like in space trying to find where i'm going and i only have a that 30 seconds to get there, change, and get out. Yeah. So I'm just like yelling. The guy yelling, help. I mean, he's yelling. He's saying, I, you know, stagehand that's never worked the show. Was just, he's standing with a flashlight. I'm like, I need it, I need it on me. <laughs> just please show me where I'm going. <laughs> how, how often are you able to get, now you did the Luxor, as you just said, 16 straight years, yeah, but yeah. how often are you able to get out of there to go on the road well, like we, you just did? Uh, we, we pick and choose when. We don't, we, like we said, we used to do a lot, a lot of road shows back in the day. We do tons but we do 240 shows here a year so uh wow. it's the it's the week off really the week that i would go to florida and hang out in my so you do of. three weeks on in in vegas and a week off is that how the yeah, schedule some, works something like that yeah three or four weeks on one week off some some averages that to be that and then the week off is when you'll either go on the road or right. just go, go, go to florida, you have a place in florida, in florida where yeah. you just go chill yeah, right and and you you were uh telling me because i after i went to see your show i came back in your dressing room which is a total rock and roll yeah cool vibe my, gotta... my dressing room is better than the show by the way <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> the show's great but dressing room is pretty darn it's, cool it is a cool dressing room and you've got a bar in there yeah. and you've got all your rock memorabilia up there and watching the show even if i hadn't come into your dressing room watching the show even if I didn't know yeah, you or you, you didn't know me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the girls in the show yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. are the ones I was looking That's for. That's right, yeah. Trying to find fantasy. <laughs> There's a show I got to just mention. That you, go into, you go to see Carrot Top in the Luxor. On one side of the hallway is the Carrot Top stuff. And on the other side are these women yeah, in dancing very little clothing yeah. and they come on after you yeah, right yeah so that's you're you're the you're the yeah. setup to them that's a tough gig <laughs> yeah, every night um mm. but you watch the show and it's clear that there is that you're a big music fan because yeah. there's so many rock references and you also love country music as well those are your two I like things right? i like rock and country that's a, yeah, probably the two you know and and Favorites. and you do you play? Cause you, you you can you play guitar? I play drums. Yeah, you play drums. Drums. I wish I could play guitar or piano. I wish I could play, but I just I can play drums. Were you ever in a band? A marching band and that that, that kind of stuff, but not 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 in a band. Not since mm. you've been a comic. No, the Carrot Top Ets or whatever. You never made a band. <laughs> I was going to say, why not? We you should know? we should have. You know, like like Polly. Polly Shore has a band. Oh, does he? Yeah, Polly I... and the Crumpets or something. I don't know what it's called. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just follow him on Instagram and he's uh, 
I don't know if there's like a real. Like, I hope he's not taking it seriously because <laughs> it's, it's not that good, <laughs> Polly. But uh, of all the years doing this, tell me some of the best rock moments for you in terms of people coming to your show or oh, you yeah. being on other shows. And- yeah, there's been there's been a couple that are pretty pretty cool. One, uh, of course, is uh, Queen. Um, the first time uh, years ago, uh, my assistant Jeff said. Um, we get Roger Taylor's going to come to the show tonight with one of our buddies. And I said, uh, Roger Taylor. And I was thinking, Roger Taylor. I don't know Roger. I know Roger Taylor. I think it was Queen, but I didn't put the two together. And then right before the show, he says, this is pretty cool. Roger Taylor's here out there. And I said, what is Roger Taylor's the drummer from Queen. I'm like, get out. He goes, no, he's coming. And so he and Ian, they came. Um, it was a great show. And afterwards, they came back, and Roger was like my best friend. Just instantly was like, I remember the first thing he says, where'd you get the Freddy clip? Because I had this Freddie Mercury clip. And I said, I don't know, off of, off of one of the things. He's like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, you, you were there. I mean, you, when, when he did the thing, you were, you were playing drums. Maybe, maybe he was on drugs. He doesn't remember this. But it was the infamous thing where he says, you know, yeah, yeah, Right, of course. And he says, F you. And that gets a big laugh at the show because I said the whole crowd, we we, we we did everything you asked. We you know why are you mad at me? And so he loved it. So anyway, he says you know like no, let's go get a bite to eat. And then he says if you ever want to come to to London, you've been. I said no, I'm doing a horrible uh, English impression by the way. You ever come to London, yeah? And I said no. He says if you come, come stay with me at the house. Wow. So I go to London, just on a whim, me and my girlfriend, so we're going to go to so London. So wait, so you, you went not because uh, no. of his thing, you no, went no, on no. your own. Yeah, I went you on did. my own, just on a whim that I actually remembered, oh, you know, so I texted him and I said, hey, we're going to be in London. He goes, you must stay, I said, I'm not staying at your house. He said, I said, we're going to stay, stay, but you must come over, at least, you know, come to the house. It was my birthday week. I said, okay. So we went to, uh, to what do you call it? the Stonehenge and all that. And my girlfriend's really not feeling well. She's like, we got to go back to the hotel. I said, we got to go see Roger. And she's like, I'm not going to one of your stupid rock and roll friends house. I'm sick. I go, no, this isn't like a normal guy. This is Roger Taylor. She doesn't understand. And I'm like, honey, it's queen. She's like, it's stupid. We're not going. I said, honey, and it's in Surrey, right? The best beautiful part of London. I said, honey, it's going to be a castle. They're going to have like servants making us lunch. We, We have to go. And she says, it's not going to be a castle. I said, you want to you just make a, a fun bet? Like, if it's a castle, you get a, you get a Burberry jacket when we get back to London, right? She goes, okay, I'll take the bet. So we call his wife, and we're on the phone, and she says, where are you, Scott? I said, we're just off uh, the exit, too. She goes, oh, perfect, perfect. Just right ahead. You see the big gates? And I said, yeah, the big gates. And I'm looking at her like, okay. <laughs> And then I can pull up to the gates, and she says, we'll come open, the, 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 the assistant will come to open the, so the gates start opening, as they open, you visually, literally see a castle, like, it's like Downton Abbey. So he literally he, lives, he lives in the in castle. A down, like, you can look it up online. Is down, there a moat? Yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> so she looks at me, and I said, well, there goes your jacket, your, there goes your Burberry jacket. <laughs> and so, sure enough, we pull up, and his wife says, he's just coming back from a, from a, the doctor's point, he'll be in a second. He pulls up in his, you know, convertible rolls, gets out. He's like, Scott, come on in. And we had lunch. Um, I had the same picture in my, in my living room that he has in his, in his dining room. Literally, I said, I had that same picture. of Fr- It was him and Freddie with these, like, the sombreros on. He says, same one. I said, same exact one. So anyway, long story short, this is the best part of the story. We get, she's like dying, making her tea. She's like, we really got to go. And he says, all right, we got to go. We're going to have meet, they're going to meet them at our hotel later that night. He says, you want to see my studio before you go? And I'm like, yeah. And Amanda looks at me like, you know, holds me hand like, we got to go. I said, I'm not going to not see his studio. Roger Taylor. Go, you she's studio. Don't care how sick she is. You're she's sitting down, go wait in the yeah, car. Sit in the, yeah, just sit there and put a <laughs> towel on your head. Or die for all that matter. I'm going to go see this. <laughs> So I walk into the, he takes me down the, beautiful, this, 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 the entranceway to it was all gold records, up, up and down the whole sides of the stairway, just right, just all of them. And I went, I remember saying, wow, that was one of my favorite albums, Killers Live. It was in this, like, frame, beautifully, like, laminate, just beautiful, beautiful piece of right. uh, record, gold record. And I said that, he says, yeah, that was a good record, yeah? I said, that's one, one of my, that's one of my favorite Live ones. Killers, yeah. And so, and we take a move in, and there's the studio, as big as, as big as, I don't know, like five record 5,000 square foot room, right. though. Just the whole upstairs of this castle. 
uh, studio, and he had every drum set, every drum set from from Live Aid, from this album, from this album. And my girlfriend says, "Wow, you really like drums." <laughs> I went, I look at her like, "What the?" And she goes, "What?" And then Roger, being thank God he's deaf because he's played drums for a thousand years, right. he said, "What's that, darling?" I said, "She likes your drums." <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I have a lot of drums, huh? Couldn't even hear the. I told him later that day, so he likes drums. He's the drummer for Queen. So, uh, so that night, coolest thing ever, we meet at the hotel, and he comes in. It's royalty. You know, he walks in, and the whole hotel just freaks out. And he says, why are you staying here, Scott? I said, it's called the, 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 the Doring. He says, they should call this the Boring. Why the <laughs> hell did you pick? I said, we wanted something, you know, posh and English. And he's got something under his arm. I said, oh, it's your birthday, right? So he said, yeah, here, I got you something. I said, well, you didn't give me anything. He gave me it right off his wall. That live the live killers. killers platinum record. Yep, Jeff had that. Get it shipped to my. Uh, I guess they were going to give me one somewhat and how, but I picked it myself right off the wall, and he brought it. And the hugest part was when I have it my uh, at the front desk. These you know these kids, eighteen, sixteen year old kids, are working there, and they have done some research. They're like, "You're like you're like a comedian in the states," and I said, "Yeah, we've been watching you on your YouTube." Wow, and I said. I have a favor for you guys. And I said, yeah. And I give him this. And these guys are like, dude, where'd you get this? Yeah. I said, I got it from him, from Queen. And they're like, dude. And I said, can you do me a big favor? I mean, I'll give you like 200 bucks. Just please wrap the fuck out. Just please make sure it gets back safe. Just wrap it really good. So I gave him a couple hundred bucks to make sure it got back safe because I was still going off to Rome and I mean, everywhere else. I couldn't, I would, you know, could have just walked around with, I guess, the rest of the trip. But... I got home. I'm sure your girlfriend I would love ho- to carry oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, here, here, now you here, carry it. Here, honey. Are you feeling better? So I, so I got back to Florida, and it was like, you know, a, it came in a crate, you know, like, like that movie with the, the Christmas story. It was like, you didn't need to be that big. You know, open it up all. <laughs> and there's one record in a giant crate. There was one record, a big giant crate. They were, they were cool, but, but uh, yeah. And then I got And this all happened because he came to see your yeah, show. Yeah, then he liked me. Then we right, friends. but he liked the show. But did you know he was coming the night he came to see you? Or oh, my, my assistant said Jeff, uh, our friend Ian was bringing him. And so then. Okay. So we knew he was coming, but I didn't really register the two. Now they've all come. Now Brian and they've all, Brian's seen the show a couple times. Brian May. Um, does that does that impact you as a performer being such a big rock fan? It's your show. They're coming to see you. Obviously, there's a whole audience there that aren't celebrities that paid their money to come to see you, of mm. course, in that in that venue. But in your mind, doing what you do, which is uh, to me seems it's so quick what you do and the spontaneity to it and what's planned and what's not planned. It, when you're when you take the stage that night and Jeff, your assistant, says to you that, oh, by the way, the guys in Queen are in the audience. Right. Does it fuck with your head at all? A little bit. But I try. I've, I've done this long enough now. where I try not to. I try to make every show just do the show. And of course, they're out there. But I used to get too excited and try to do 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 better, do better or um, cater to them. Oh, you ever right, try to sure. play to them. Right. Right. And then you can't, can't do that. It's just a normal show. I mean, Shania Twain comes and, you know, you got to just you got to just. Just stay focused and do the show. And then when you go out in the audience, you can be, you know. Who was the biggest celebrity across the board of any world that you knew was watching you perform? Uh, Live? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Elton John probably watched me from his house, but, you know. (laughs) But live in in the audience, there's been a lot of people. I mean, there's been a lot of, from the Queen to... uh, not the queen. Right. From queen. the queen. Yeah, the queen. Yeah. Uh, queen came in. Uh, of course, you know, you've got the Gene Simmonses and the, the, the um, Toby Keiths. And you know, every, a lot of people have come. Right. But, but I think you know, the biggest, I think, would be, there was, there was rumor that they, was, they were going to have a, one of the presidents was going to come, but he didn't come. Oh, uh, okay. But I've met, I've met my, this is kind of a funny story, meeting, meeting since you got music involved. I, as a, I'm friends with NSYNC, and so uh, they were in... Uh, California and I was in California and I ran into him and said what are you doing tonight and I said um, you know gonna go through your porn collection he said no what are you gonna do tonight <laughs> and I said I've got no plan why he says you wanna go meet Bill Clinton and I said um, yes when can I, I can go he goes yeah come meet me in the lobby at, at like 7.30 we'll grab some drinks and we'll go meet Bill there's this big function happening so they bring me backstage and it's, it's all the sync guys and Britney Spears and their managers and they put me in this room, I mean, literally a closet. And the Secret Service guy's in there, the Secret Service outside. And I'm, we're in this room, as big as this table. And I knew, you know, you're just like, I don't belong in here. It's already not only is it too crowded, but I'm the schmuck that shouldn't be in here. I just, I'm, I'm, so I kept saying, 
I'm going to go. And, and Johnny Wright, their manager, says, no, you're not going anywhere. This is awesome. Stay. I said, dude, the, the Secret Service is, they're looking right at me, the Secret Service, too. Like, <laughs> like, one of you one of you's not in in this group. And so the guy finally <laughs> you, looks right at You look at, like Carrot Top. Yeah. You're not in NSYNC. <laughs> and my hair was really big back then. And I'm standing there, and finally I look, the, the, the Secret Service swear guy looks right at me and says, if you're not in in sync or in Britney Spears, you need to leave the room right oh. now. And I said, "What if I'm actually in Britney Spears right now?" Because it was so fucking crowded. I was I was jammed up against her. And I said, "What if I'm actually in Britney Spears?" And everyone dies. Even the secret service guy laughs. So he says, "Okay, just stay." And right as he said, "Just stay," he says, uh, "The door opened," and I went like I was right by the door, and I I went, "Oh shit!" Here's the president, and it was Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. And Elizabeth Taylor walks in. She grabs my arm. And she goes, Mary, can you get me a chair? <laughs> and I, everybody, Mary, I said, what the? F-? And so I go, uh, yeah, there was no chairs. There was no room for a chair. She called you Mary? Yes. She said, Mary, now I have long hair and makeup. And so she says, Mary, could you get me a chair? And I said, yeah, yes, ma'am. And I'm holding on to her. She's so frail. And right as I say that, Bill Clinton walks in and, and he says, how are you? And, and he says, what's your name? And everyone yelled, Mary. <laughs> and Bill Clinton goes, Mary? And I said, no, it's an inside joke. Oh, I love inside jokes. What's the joke? I said, no, nothing. Now, was Bill Clinton Bill aware Clinton. of Carrot Top? Did he know oh, you? No, he did. He, he said, did? no, he said, I know, you're real, I know you're Carrot Top. What's your real name? And that's when they went, Mary. Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm not Mary. I, it's, for, it's a long story. He, oh, I, love, I, love, I love inside jokes. I said, no, it's, it's, it's Miss Taylor called me Mary. What's that? And, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. Shooting the shit with Carrot Top here, live from Vegas today on Trunk Nation. Remember, tomorrow and Friday, best of shows. Uh, I'm just taking a couple days off. I'm going to go, and uh, Carrot Top and I are going to go out to the desert and get loaded and just do crazy (laughs) shit. Um, But that's, uh, and then I'm back live on Monday. Again, best of shows tomorrow. You're going to get Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler. And Friday, you're going to get Brian Adams, replays of those recent interviews airing the next two days while I'm off, and then back live from Vegas on Monday. Keep an eye on my social media. I'll let you know who we have coming up as guests. You know, speaking of taking off, the Stones played here a few weeks ago. That's my shirt on. Now, you got, is that, that's an old shirt. Old that's shirt. not yeah, from that, that concert. No, this is an old one. This oh, is, wow. Yeah, this is whatever it's called. Ladies and gentlemen. Quadru- Ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones quadraphonic co- film concert. Wow, yeah, this thing is as old as me, probably literally. So, so I gotta ask you. So, my wife came, went to the show to yeah. see you, and she went to the Stones that time, just a couple weeks right. ago, two three weeks ago, and she um, she sends me a note, like because she's, I loved your show, but she's like a huge fan as well. And she loved it. So she sends me a note from your Instagram or whatever, which I follow, but I had just not had seen yet, where the statement came out for the Luxor the day the Stones played here in Vegas at right. Allegiant that due to unforeseen circumstances oh. or something, Carrot Top will not be performing tonight. Right. And then, I, and then shortly later, there was a post of you at Allegiant Stadium, you know, going into the Stones show. So did you take off to go to no, the Stones? No, 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 I did not. When oh, I, that would have been awesome no, if you that, did. No, that would have been a horrible dick move, no. <laughs> I mean, it, even, even, even how it turned out, it looks to be a dick move. But what happened was my, my guy that runs my show, John, I mean, he's the, the whole, you can't, you can't do the show without John or Justin. They just, or, you know. They run all your they cues. They run all the cues, and, the sound cues, and, and video cues, and it's, it's just, you've seen the show. There's yes. A, over 300, 400 sound cues and over 200 video cues. So he, his father passed away, and that morning he said, and I said, you, you, you make the call if you want, to, you want to cancel the show or not. And he said, well, I don't want to do that to you. I said, no, if you, if you want a day, take it. He said, I'd rather take the day. And I said, okay, fine. And then I went to lunch, and my friend says, you know, too bad you're not you're working tonight. I'm going to the Stones. And I said, I'm not working tonight. I forgot all about the Stones. And my friend says, I get a ticket. So I said, let's get online and see if we can get some tickets. And sure enough, we got on. They weren't bad seats. And then I went. Yeah, people were like, you canceled the show, you're the Stones. But that's, that's what happened. But let me t- and that's uh, terrible that, that that's what happened. Well, that's what said. It was kind of a, it was a horrible circumstance that had to, you know, we would have right. liked to enjoy the show a little better under the right. situation. But. but here's the thing. Anyone, myself included, would have completely understood Oh, if, if I did? you actually did do that, because yeah, it's no, the Stones. Well, Who knows? It might be the last <laughs> well, time they talk, We talked about it as a joke. Like when the, when the date came up, um, we always have inside jokes like Jeff and Rob. They'll say things like, oh, I think my, my back's going to hurt in two weeks. You know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. So uh, I think I'm coming down with something in a month. Like, what? 
so, because um, I when I saw yeah, you no. when I came to see you mm. the the I had mentioned I was going to go to see Guns N' Roses right and you were very conflicted because you're like damn it I got to show that night can I get there till that's the right. end yeah, yeah. what time do you think they're going to go on right, and all right, that right. so I know that's got to be tough for you being such a fan yeah. of of music and being in this city where there's something every night yeah, going something, on if something came back again like let's say Queen came back for one show I would I would I would I would cancel the show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's only a few that I would cancel the show We for. thought for sure you did it for the Stones because that's, no, I, that's, I in, that, that's in that rarefied air. I, I, I definitely didn't, but it sure looked that way. I was like, I had to get online and say, hey, man, I, didn't, I did not do that. But, uh, yeah. When did I you... never really actually have canceled shows for any, any, unless I lose my voice. I can do it sick. I can do it. I, I broke you had my, an injury, didn't you? I broke you? my leg. I did, I did four months on a scooter, literally, the whole show. And you know how, that, how hard that show is to do even standing. I did it on a knee scooter and rolled to the next prop trunk and did it and rolled out. And that's where I, I learned how to do more stand-up um, was when that happened because I couldn't do all the props. I couldn't do the, the thing at the end where I'm running around like Mick Jagger. And so I just sat on my, my scooter in the middle of the stage and just told stories, literally. So I've been, that's how I started getting more stand-up in the show from, from that situation. So there's always a reason, a rhyme, a reason why. Yeah, the, the show, the evolution of your show over the decades. When, when was... Oh, it's crazy. It, it, it is crazy because it is very much a hybrid. Uh, I think when people think of you, and, and I maybe have this thought too, that it was all going to be prop stuff. Right. But then... But it, it is a pretty fair balance of yeah. stand up and the prop stuff to different degrees. More now than ever, I think. I think more now than ever. I mean, so it's it's a, it's completely evolved from the beginning. The beginning was just literally me holding props, barely saying anything, you know, just not really explaining the props very well. I was very scared of having a dead silent moment, so I was just bam, 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 props, bang, and then finally, I I think as I started playing Vegas, I just kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, and then started, you know, of course, the production went way through the, I mean, we just had, you know, a strobe light when I first started. Then I had to have smoke, and then I had to have strobe lights, and then I had to have lasers, and then I had, you know, risers and ramps. I wanted my show to look like Motley Crue. I wanted to have the risers and ramps, and we had pyro um, in the finale. It was, uh, it was, people would just come to the show and go, what the? How did, what is this? You can say fuck if you want. Oh, what is what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because it's like this, it's like this big show, and we and, and you know the, the Michael Jackson would come on, these big flame cannons would come up behind me. Um, the, the Motley Crue, we'd have big sonic booms, and so it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a rock and roll comedy show. Did you have when you first started this? You know, you're you're Scott growing up in Florida. This is before you even right. Like when did you name yourself Carrot Top or yeah. did somebody else name you that? No, I did. So, so when was the very first time you? Why did, did I? <laughs> <laughs> when was the very first time you did a performance as Carrot Top? Uh, at the at the college, yeah. A, at college? It's a, I, I, yeah, I was in college and um. In Florida. In Boca Raton, Florida, yeah, FAU, Florida Atlantic University. And uh, there was a rat skeller, you know, a bar, kind of snack room, and they had a stage there, but they would just do things. There were every performance up there. And so I was there one day, and I said, hey, do you guys do, like, shows in here ever? They said, yeah, we have, like, this, like, talent show coming up in a, in a couple months. And I said, oh, um, and they said, you want to be in it? I said, no, I'll, I'll come see it. No, maybe. So... We went to go see it, and I'm sitting with my friends. And I'm like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna jump up there and do some some comedy. But I didn't have, I didn't have an act. I still don't have an act. <laughs> um, but I had like, you know, just a couple of jokes about the school, and so they had one next semester. And I went up there, and I and I and I said, just bring me up as Carrot Top because I, I had I had drawn a logo, um, a little logo. So it's a carrot thing, like a little carrot dude, and it was my logo. And my roommate said, what's that? This is my logo. For, for what? For one of your, sh your classes. And I said, no, it's for when I, I become a comedian. He says, you're not a comedian. I know, but I have the logo. So, <laughs> so I, it's not a joke. I had a logo before I ever hit Fake the it till you before make it. Before I ever made it on stage, I already had, a, already had an idea because I was a marketing major, so I already have the logo. Did you finish college? Yeah, got a degree in marketing. You yeah, did? Yeah. And then, and then when you start out, I'm, being such a big music fan, rock fan, country fan, was the idea of putting on a show like you do, was that the influence? Did it come from music? It came from being a bartender. I was a bartender, shucker, or, shucked oysters and bartended at a place called Calico Jacks, and they had a jukebox. That's how old I am. There's a jukebox that played. And they always play these, I'd always play the Stones, Queen, Michael Jackson, literally the songs that are in my show, Aerosmith, because I used to, 
I would put the, them on him and I was I would dance in the, behind the bar while I was shucking oysters and do like Mick Jagger and and like Steven Tyler and t- you know take n- rip napkins and throw it up like confetti and and people were always like you're funny wow it's right you 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 really honestly dance like Mick Jagger and then moonwalk and the you know Michael Jackson thing and um so when I got into comedy I said I want that's going to be the ending of my show I was like, I'm going to put together a montage of me imitating these rock stars, um, and it ended on Rocky. Uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a, it was it was still a movie. It was a dump 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 and I would take my shirt off and I'd cover myself with baby oil and then take an egg and drink it. Now I don't <laughs> I don't know why I didn't really did take my shirt off, but I was rock and roll right. It was like you gotta you gotta right. leave this you gotta fucking take your shirt off. So took my shirt off. That's how I got the girls, you know. Take your shirt off, put baby oil on, the Rocky music, and I'd slam the egg, and then it started going where I'd have someone come on stage and do it with me and then uh yeah so it was it just slow I, I always i always like the first time i did i didn't do that in the show with well, the first time first time i just did my little props but i said if i'm gonna do this i gotta i did end with the egg thing sorry because i wanted to have energy at the end of the show right because you go to a concert you leave with this this energy yeah, that's totally. the only thing when you go to stand-up comedy shows when it's over it's like there's no big bang it's just like in the all right, you guys have been great. Thanks for coming. And the lights come up and they're like, music plays and everybody walks. Oh, it's funny. And they all leave. I'm like, no, I want my show to be, when they leave, I want streamers coming down on their head. I want confetti everywhere. Oh, yeah. Your thing ends like Paradise City yeah, at the end of Guns N' Roses. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, and you, that's what I wanted from day one. Even the comedy clubs. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I got strobe lights and streamers and yeah. And I would bring my own music too. You know, I didn't want the show to open and end with whatever they were playing. I said, let me, let me put queen on before the show and then put the stones on afterwards or whatever I wanted at the time. And so I made that whole evening mine. Let me tell people too, if you go to see carrot top and I can't recommend it more highly, if you're here in Vegas, get there early because when I went, I got there at least an hour early. I didn't realize it was, you were starting a little later but I was entertained as hell because you run a video montage right. of like in your career, which is how many years now total? 30, 36. 36, 36 years doing this. But all the TV appearances yeah. and the movie appearances and people making fun of you yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the fat, like the self deprecating stuff. It was just, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. I got to hit another break. But before I do that, I want to ask you real quickly. Obviously, the music impact is is huge, and it's still a huge part of you and your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And you're a huge fan, and it's in your show. So that was an influence, no doubt. But from the comedy side, was there a comic that you saw or two that influenced you that sure, made a big absolutely. mark on you? Who was it? Well, I mean, growing up with George Carlin, I used to watch every special and just just you know was in awe. Uh, and funny enough, Gallagher, believe it or not, um, I got to know him and meet him when I was a kid. So the prop idea that I do was definitely influenced from him but I didn't want to do his pro- I didn't want to do what he did you know what I'm saying if you look at a Gallagher show and you look at my show the only thing you notice is that oh there's visuals involved but he'll do like you know it's a butterfly and it's a, a stick of butter with wings you know that so I didn't want to do you know and hitting watermelons so I hit cantaloupe it so it's different but uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing his act I'm hitting cantaloupe but uh, so I tried to do the the presentation of the props to be unique and different and that's what I what I pride myself on I think the show has to have that that the 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 the, the prop itself has to be it has to be a creative process not just a visual makes sense like the paper cups and string phone um is that was one that George Carlin loved. He was the you know paper cup Mr. Hey, what's going on? Where are you? Sound close. I'm a foot from you in the cup. I made one that had call waiting. You know the, the other cup came up for call waiting, <laughs> and then conference calling, and then more cups. And so that's a clever. You know, it's not just holding up a hey, a, hey it's a shoehorn. You know, a shoe and a horn. That's more wid kind of the legendary wid stuff in Gallagher. So. Um, does Gallagher still perform? Does I he still so. do it? I think so. I don't know. Don't hear he much. Came by, he came by a few times. He gave me shit, you know. When you, when you, sp- when you speak about rock and roll comics, m- my favorite comic is Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. And right. I, I mean, just that character. I mean, I just look at Dice and I laugh. And yeah, I've gotten to know Dice in the years. He's a sweet guy, too. And we used to work out together in Gold's Gym. It's weird. Oh, really he, funny. he just, I mean, I still to this day, yeah. I mean, even if I'm sitting with Dice, he's, yeah. you know, not at his show. We're, we're getting a coffee or something. Yeah. I just can't not. No, he's great. <laughs> he's, he just can read. <laughs> can read the phone book and make you laugh exactly it doesn't matter what he says or how he says it to me i just laugh but he's a guy that 
I mean, he opened for Guns N' Roses. He has a very yeah. the leather jacket, the oh, yeah, music, sure. very rock yeah, and roll yeah. vibe. Dice to him would too. definitely be what could be considered rock and roll for sure. Yeah, as far as the comics are concerned, for sure. A few more minutes here, live on this Wednesday from Vegas. It's Eddie Trunk in the Vegas studio, home studio with Carrot Top sitting in this hour, having a lot of fun talking music with him and football. And f- we were talking football <laughs> off the air, but we just played Detroit in the. Uh, uh, the Ford Field, and uh, they're thinking about renaming it uh, Ford Field. They're gonna rename it to uh, Tesla Field because it's so quiet. <laughs> Did you play Detroit? Yeah, with I just your played. Show? I made all these jokes. I said, I, I said, they, see, they knocked down the old stadium. <laughs> I, what are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> I said, I see. They, they, I heard they tore down the old stadium in Pontiac during a game. That was that, that's rude. <laughs> hey, yeah. I want to ask you real quick before we run out of time. Um, uh, today, believe it or not, is the is the is 17 years since we lost Dimebag, and he was murdered in that horrible, horrible. That long? Seven, I can't believe it's 17 years today. But Vinny Paul, who lived here in Vegas, yeah, uh, his brother, he was a big fan of yours. Huge fan. I mean, he was he was the most loving. Guy. He would come to the show twice a week, sometimes. Yeah, he would, and I would always make a joke. Hey, you could, hey, uh, you know Vinnie Paul? Yeah, he's coming time. If you haven't met him, he's coming time. We'd make jokes because he'd be there three times a week. <laughs> and uh, that, that's another reason it makes you write jokes. Like, I, I want to do something new because he just saw it. Right. And he was always the first one to say, dude, I like that new thing you did. Or the way I changed uh, the word on it. He knew it so well. Because he, he would see access. it so much. Yeah, he said, I like that you added the thing with the thing. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was great having Vinnie. Is that helpful to you as a performer when you have somebody uh, – that comes that often that you can hear that from because they're seeing it every night. Because imagine a lot of the audience is like, it's, it's Vegas. There's different people in and out here every day. It's right. transient, whatever. But do, or do, do you have people that maybe are on your team? My team doesn't speak to me. <laughs> they should tell me things that I'm doing right or wrong. I think they're scared of me. Um, no, I appreciate that more than anything. I love, I love getting feedback from people literally uh, all the time. I, it's the only way you learn, you know. How often are you bringing things in and out? Like all the time. I mean, and I know right away if it's going to be if it works or not. I mean, I just made the brand new one the other night, and I did it. Just didn't rehearse it. Just did it, and it ended up killing right away. So I knew I knew it was funny, but I didn't know if it was going to work in the show. But it did. So right, and and you had said before your show has so many cues and so much timing. So how does that work for you? Like when we talk about rock bands, people say to me all the time. They play the same damn show every night. It's the same set list every night. And I tell them that part of that is because sometimes that show is so dialed in, it's synced up with lighting right, right. or stuff on the screens or whatever. Your show has a, a fair degree of that as well. So do you ever improvise and oh, go yeah. off? And then what does that do to your, your cues and well, your team? Well, my guys work with me so often that they we can read each other, literally. I can. Last night I went to do this this holiday bit, this Christmas bit, and they, they, they followed right with me. Not, not even, you know, they just knew. I could give them a look over and just give them a look like we're going to skip that thing. On the road shows was, was the big time difference because the show is almost completely different because you're in, you know, Detroit, Kansas City. You can't just do your Vegas show because you're not in Vegas. So you got to change all that stuff up and then do current stuff. Like we pick on the Arrowhead Stadium. We pick on, you know, downtown, uh, so we'd make a make a a local kind of fa- flavor to it, and people would have, in meet and greets. First thing he said, "I love how you have all the our local stuff. You know, you're picking on our downtown one way roads and picking on, you know, we take pictures of the police department and picture of the stadium and stuff like that. So they know we were out in the town. At 36 years in doing this now, <clears throat> how much longer do you envision doing it? Are you a lifer? Are you doing it till they can't you can't stand on Probably stage t- anymore? Maybe tonight. That's it. <laughs> I was talking about maybe coming tomorrow. Well, Thursday, Are yeah. we thinking tomorrow's that not happening? Not, that might, might not be good. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I right now, I think, I'm, yeah, I'm a lifer. I can't imagine uh, just not doing this. I mean, that, that year off for COVID, I was going to lose my mind. I mean, it's, it's great sitting on my boat in Florida and, and barbecuing out and all that, but kind of, you know, people kept saying, you lose your sense of taste and smell. I said, I lose my sense of purpose. I had no, I had nowhere to go. I couldn't go anywhere. You know, that's weird too. You know, I want to go, let's go to Europe. Oh, we can't. Let's just fly to, you can't even fly to Tennessee. You could, you remember, you just couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So I can't imagine not doing comedy. Yeah. I mean, this is what I do. 
Well, I got to tell you, man, it's uh, it, it's it's uh, it's great to to see you doing it still after all these years. Yeah. I'm so glad that we finally connected. Yeah, likewise. And I came to see you. I, been, I was telling all my friends. I said, "Do you know Eddie Trunk? Of course, I know Eddie Trunk." And in fact, I think I even told Vinny. He said, "He's a great guy. Why don't you meet?" I said, "I'm trying. I'm trying." Oh no, Vinny told me. Shortino called me. All these yeah, guys. Okay, good, yeah. And then and then you called me a few times, and I felt bad because it's like I'm, I'm truly I'm not blowing you off. Yeah. I'm just don't live here. Yeah, full no, time. right. No, but sure, we did work it out. And right. now tons of people think I do live here full time, and yeah. I'm like, I'm still not here full-time right. eventually i want to get there but when i'm in town you know i always hit you up to yeah, come out sure, and i know you're sure. busy but i always hit you to come out with our the, our group our mutual group of friends Do we have so. time for one story uh we probably have 60 seconds okay so i got to play drums with elton john so this is the coolest part about being on stage so so the drummer says uh you can come up and play drums and i said I, when he says during saturday saturday so i said oh, here in vegas. in vegas so i go up and you know he brings everybody up on the piano saturday night it's all right for and I'm back there playing drums, right? For real, for real. I have video of it. No, I mean, well, uh, uh, all the percussion and the, and the drums, right? And uh, it's it's it couldn't. It was, I'm just I'm like losing my my shit, right? How fucking cool is this? And then we all go backstage afterwards, and and, <laughs> and Nigel says, Elton Elton says. Who the fuck was on the drums tonight? <laughs> no, what was on the, what was wrong with the fucking drums tonight? And he says it wasn't me. And he says, "What do you mean it wasn't you?" He said, "Who was who was playing drums?" And he says, "Carrot Top." And Elton John was like, "The fuck?" So I don't think it, I must have not done so well. When did you stop learning how to play drums? I didn't stop learning. Carrot Top was playing drums. So you know, the whole time he's thinking, "There's something fucking wrong here." What's going on with the tempo? Yeah, everything's tempo, all screwed everything's up. Off. Saturday night's all right. Mm. Plug anything in thirty seconds. You well, got, got to plug. Well, we got, yeah, we got my our show at the Luxor. Yep. You can get tickets at luxor.com or caretop.com and uh, Instagram is uh, Caretop Live. Um, follow, we, yeah, follow I have a lot of on. my stuff on it's Instagram. Fun pretty stuff. fun, yeah, yeah really fun great stuff. videos and stuff. Hey, man, great to see you. Thank Thanks, you buddy. for doing this, yeah, and uh, we'll do it again soon, hopefully. Sure. Thank you. Well, it was great to have Carrot Top in my Vegas studio again. He has just had like his sixteenth straight year at the Luxor, I think which is where he does his show right now. And I can't recommend going to check him out more highly if you happen to be in Vegas. So thanks to him for uh, dropping by. Thanks to you guys for listening. Again, uh, come see me in Vegas this Saturday prior to Scorpions playing the opening of their tour or their residency, I should say, at the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Details are online on how you can join us for a big Trunk Nation Vegas invasion happening this Saturday in Vegas in the lobby of the Zappos Theater prior to Scorpions opening the doors and kicking off their residency. Hope to see you then. Hope to catch you on the radio. If not, I will catch you next Thursday for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast.